Welcome to What Christians Should Know, How You Can Apply Biblical Principles to Everyday Life. Good day to all. My name is Dr. Elijah Sadafel. Welcome to What Christians Should Know, the podcast, episode 0.1, Why the Four or Five Doctrines. As always, I invite all my listeners to please visit the official home of What Christians Should Know at wcsk.org. There you will find a host of valuable resources that empowers you to know what you believe and why you believe it. Now let's get started. For anyone that has either read the first few pages of Volume 1 of What Christians Should Know or has browsed the What Christians Should Know homepage, what you will find detailed are the five core doctrines of the Christian faith. A very common question I've been asked is what makes these doctrines foundational? Why are they foundational? And where do these doctrines come from? The answer to these questions is the purpose of this podcast. So the first question is, what are the five doctrines? Number one, there is one God, yet God is three distinct persons, each of whom is fully God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Number two, Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man in one person. Number three, Jesus bore the penalty of sin in his death. He was a substitute sacrifice for us all, and that substitution atoned for humanity, thereby reconciling us back to God. Number four, Jesus was crucified and died on the cross, and on the third day he rose from the dead. Number five, we are saved by grace alone and through faith in Jesus Christ alone. So the next question is, so why the five core doctrines? The simplest answer is that they explicitly clarify what you believe. So imagine someone walks up to you on the street and says, what truth claims make Christianity unique? Would you be able to give a clear, specific answer? When I was first asked this question a couple of years ago, I did not have a clear, specific answer readily available. I was like most Christians who have a general sense of what they believe. For example, belief in Jesus, his moral prescriptions, and the Bible. But those general things do not uniquely validate why the Christian faith matters. You could, for example, think that the Bible tells a great story about a good guy called Jesus who had some helpful ideas about how to treat others, but none of these things make him worthy to be praised. The one who is worthy to be praised, Jesus, is the organizing principle of the entire universe and satisfies the longing for eternity that we all have in our hearts. Please note that the five core doctrines are not explicitly spelled out in the Bible. God never descended from heaven and told the prophet, keep these five doctrines close to your chest. The importance of these doctrines is derived simply because of the fact that if any one doctrine is eliminated, the foundation of the Christian faith crumbles. In specific reference to the resurrection, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 13-14 that if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. The five core doctrines of the Christian faith are the crucial truth claims of the Bible. Crucial does not imply that other doctrines are irrelevant or are lacking in significance. It simply implies that when it comes to understanding our salvation or how we are delivered from sin and its consequences and therefore our relationship to God is repaired, the five core doctrines answer what is absolutely necessary for redemption. After all, salvation is why Jesus came in the first place. He did not come to be nice. 
He did not come to illustrate good storytelling. He did not come to inspire social reform. He came to save sinners, as it says in Matthew 9.13, Luke 5.32 and 19.10, Mark 2.17, 1 Timothy 1.15, and John 3.16. So, the point of the Bible is for God to reveal himself to us. The reason why he reveals himself is because there's a big problem, sin, and the Bible provides a timeless answer, Jesus. God has a huge vested interest in seeking, saving, and gifting eternal life. We must therefore be sure in our understanding of how God operates to make redemption happen. If we don't know, then we are lost. If we are unsure, then we will waver. If we are mistaken, then what's left is not Christianity and the path to redemption is blocked. The next question is, how do the five core doctrines help believers? The five core doctrines equip believers to do three things. Number one, have a succinct comprehension of what is true. Number two, therefore be able to quickly discern what is false doctrine. And number three, they enable believers to amicably cooperate and work with other Christians who have peripheral doctrinal differences. The Bible does explicitly teach the contents of the five core doctrines and this was discussed at length in the podcast episodes number 1.2, Who God Is, and 1.5, Jesus Christ. I invite everyone seeking specific guidance and biblical evidence of these truths to explore both podcasts. Armed with the strong foundation of biblical truth, whenever you read or hear something even slightly incongruent, the discrepancy will be obvious. I can remember some time ago on a Saturday, I stopped by a local business to grab a cup of coffee before going into the office. A woman approached me, and I just had the sense that she was some sort of evangelist. Perhaps, I thought to myself, she is a fellow sister in Christ. My defenses went down. I was genuinely curious about what she had to say, so I listened. As she went into her elevator pitch, it became clear very quickly that the content of what she was saying was foreign despite the fact that she was saying some things that were reflections of biblical truth. I then interrupted her and asked her one simple question. Is Jesus God? She said no. It was now explicitly clear that she was not a fellow sister in Christ. My defenses went way up. She violated the first two core doctrines. I tactfully and politely ended the conversation because any person or any ideology that denies Jesus as the Messiah professes a lie. The body of Christ or the church or the community of Christ's followers is supposed to be unified and without internal strife or divisions. This is why Paul can write to the Corinthian church and say, I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. That, of course, comes from 1 Corinthians 1.10. Yet we all know this unity is not a reality, and the plethora of Christian denominations testifies to the fact that certain practices and beliefs can separate Christians. Yet the same author, Paul, also wrote about the actuality that indeed, Christians are not going to agree on everything, and that's okay, because no matter which side of the fence you stand on some peripheral issues— This will not fundamentally change salvation, and the five core doctrines define the contours of what God has already done to secure our salvation. So Paul writes about Christian disagreements in Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 19. I will read a few select verses here. The text says, 
except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. One person considers one day more sacred than another, another considers every day alike. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of our brother or sister. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. So Paul anticipates that there will be matters that are disputable. Some will go one way and others will go another, but ultimately these things will not alter the core fabric of the Christian faith. The five core doctrines are indisputable, and changing any one of them will alter the fabric of the Christian faith. So with this understanding in mind, Christians can, for example, disagree on the consumption of alcohol, infant baptism, qualifications for communion, dietary guidelines, liturgical formulas, the qualifications of leaders in the church, and the interpretation of day during the six days of creation, but none of these disputes will change the foundational doctrine that everyone stands on. So, believers can agree to disagree on some peripheral matters and cooperate instead of competing. There are therefore battles that people can civilly have in the basement of the church, but when it comes to being upstairs in the main sanctuary, at the core, we all rest our feet on the same principal beliefs. That will conclude this week's brief podcast. Join me next week when I take a closer look at each of the five core doctrines and explain why each of them uniquely matters. Until then, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to What Christian Should Know. For more valuable content, please visit us at chesadoffel.com. For general inquiries, email us at info at wcsk.org.